Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mighty Warriors podcast, a podcast dedicated to inspire and encourage you to experience a deeper intimacy with God and to be transformed by His Word in your everyday life. This is episode 32. I'm your host, Colette Correa. And today, I'm super excited to share a personal story that opened my eyes to how much more time I need to spend with God. I hope it encourages you. Fierce, mighty warriors of the world, I'm glad you're here for another episode together. And this time, I'm going to share a personal story. And so I'm excited about this because you'll get to hear what's happened to me, what I've learned, and I hope and believe actually it's going to encourage you. So the story I wanted to share with you came to mind this week, and I really felt it was really timely because It encouraged me to remember how much more time I needed to spend with God. And this story really um, inspired me at the time. And I wanted to share it because it's a personal story that I lived. And God spoke to me in such a special way and touched my heart again this week that I wanted to share. And so this is a story that takes place in the Middle East where I lived. As I shared with you in the first episode, I get to live in different countries by teaching English. And so at the time, I was actually living in the capital and I had been really uh, super fortunate to have a wonderful landlord and a great neighbor. Our landlord had his house right above and was elevated. And downstairs, he had built some apartments and we had a garden and it seemed like we lived in duplexes. So I had my side of the apartment with my little garden and I had my neighbor who also had the same garden, but had his apartment with his wife. And so we had that little patio, that little garden, which was very special because in the Middle East, what you have the most is sand and desert. But in our particular case, we had a patio, we had a garden, In fact, uh, the landlord already had a lemon tree there. We had an orange tree. And it was just a wonderful little garden. My neighbors, Sean and Rebecca, were very nice people. I mean, they had moved there before I had gotten there. They really loved the place to the point that Sean, the husband, had decided to start a garden. And so he had bought some seeds, planted them. And every morning you would find him watering his plants and the flowers. Me personally, to be honest with you, I'm not so much of a gardener. But because I had my house um, in the US, I mean, I had to cut the grass, take care of the lawn, because of course, if you don't take care of your house, there is a particular association. (laughs) I'm laughing because they can report you and they can say, well, you know, she's not taking care of her lawn. There is some weeds. She's not cutting the grass. And then you can get fined. So, of course, I learned how to cut the grass. I learned how to pull the weeds. And actually, I loved doing that. I loved cutting the grass. I mean, something that usually guys do. But since I wasn't married, I had to learn to do all of that. 
But, you know, once I didn't have to do that and that I was in the Middle East, I didn't care so much. But we took care of the patio. So I made sure I cleaned the patio at least once every other week because they would take care of the other weeks. So every week it was taken care of. And so you could tell that Sean was a very proud gardener. You know, he took care of his plants every day and... At times, he would ask me to stop and to smell his roses. And, you know, I would stop and smell and we would talk, etc. And so one evening, as I was sweeping our patio, Sean came out and asked me a favor. And he said, Colette, we're going to have to go out of town for a couple days, but we should be back on the third day. You know, would you mind watering our plants while we're gone? And it was no brainer for me. And I agreed immediately. Yeah, no problem. Of course. I agreed without hesitation. I mentioned it wouldn't be a problem. I would do it every morning faithfully before starting my day. And he was pleased. And so there they went. And the time came for me to start taking care of the plants. I watered them. I talked to them. I know you're going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> But I even talked to them about Jesus. I, I just, I took this seriously. I thought, hey, you know, I've heard it's a good thing to talk to plants. I mean, I've never owned any plants. I mean, you know, if somebody gives me roses or something, I'm happy. I'm putting it in a vase. You know, I'm, I'm excited about it. But I never had a plant of my own that I had to take care of because I just simply never did. I'm laughing because I'm thinking... It's kind of sad, you know, it's kind of, you know, my mom had plants, but we didn't have to take care of it because she did. And so, um, then I thought, hey, this is my job. I'm taking care of the plants. So I'm talking to the plants. I'm excited. I'm telling them to take care while mom and dad <laughs> are not there. But listen, day one seemed to be going very well. And it was awesome. It was excellent. Day one, check. Then on day two, when I returned from, from school, the plant looked like they were dying. I was, I was completely shocked. I became very nervous and I wondered, what's going on? Oh my goodness. What have I done? I immediately thought I gave them too much water. And I thought, well, I was positive. Uh, I talked to them nicely. You know, I, I did what I was supposed to do. I watered them. And so I started thinking, you know, I'm just going to pray for them. I know, I know some of you right now are probably smiling and wondering what's wrong with you. But I was thinking, oh my goodness, I need to pray for the plants. I prayed for the plants. I commanded them to rise back to life in Jesus' name. And, you know, even after a few hours, they still looked like I had poisoned them. And I know it sounds very ridiculous, but I was actually um, taking this to heart and I wondered what I could have done wrong. So I went to Google, as any of us would do, right? And I started to make some research. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous now that I think of it. And I found out that sometimes if you give too much water to a plant, you are actually killing them. You're killing them because you're giving them too much water. So right immediately, I started to think about 
Sean. I was like, oh my gosh, Sean is going to kill me. He's so proud of his plants and he's so attached to his garden, to his plants. And what have I done? How am I going to explain that? How, how is he, is he going to ever, ever forgive me for killing his plants in such a short period of time? What a shame. And surely how ridiculous. I couldn't even take care of plants. Would he ever speak to me again? I really was seriously thinking that way. And in a moment of great concern and panic, I decided to iMessage him about the problem. I know. Now I think of it, I, I should never have done that, but I had to. And so I sent him a picture of the plants and I asked him what I should do, uh, pleading for his forgiveness for uh, the imminent death of his plants. I thought, okay, it might soften the blow if they are aware right now while they're on vacation. And I told him, you know, I believe I might have overwatered the plant. And here's what he said. Ha ha ha. Thanks, Colette, for your hard work. It's probably because of the hot weather. Too much water is not a problem for any of our plants. Okay, so that was his response. And I didn't think much of it. I felt a little bit ridiculous, but I thought, well, if he says so, I actually gave a little bit more water, but not overwhelmingly more. And so the third day in the morning, the plant still looked feeble. In fact, they looked worse and they, they, there seemed to be nothing I could do. So I started thinking, really, could it be that they're really wilted in this way because they're thirsty? So I gave a little bit more water but just a little bit, and they seemed to rise a little. Then, as I returned home from doing some errands, I saw some of their progress, and would you know that within the hour of the additional water that I had given them, Sean and Rebecca got back home. So from my window, I just so happened to look out the window, and there was Sean rushing down the stairs with his luggage, taking it to the house and immediately getting back to the patio and to attend to his plants and flowers. So he got a big 17.5 liter of water, basically a barrel <laughs> that we had outside and filled it up with water and then watered those plants that I had been assigned to take care of. Would you know? Within the hour, the plants were looking up. They were alive and well, lifting up their leaves up in praise to the Lord. And I, I just felt so embarrassed. The problem was that I had not given them enough water. Needless to say, that guilt, shame, disgrace were my companions for a few hours. How could I have thought that these plants only needed three liters of water every day when Sean actually gave them 10 to 17 liters of water per day? In retrospect, you know, Sean never told me how much the plant needed in terms of liters. However, that day I learned something very valuable not only about gardening, but very providentially about my own spiritual life. 
that day, when I was reflecting, I felt convicted that they were a reflection of my own current spiritual life. Just as I did this past week, being dry and wilted, needing more. Just as those plants needed water to survive, I too needed the living water of the Word of God to survive. Not just the feeble, pitiful few minutes a day before school or before work or before starting my day, but much more, much more time in the presence of God and in His Word to get strengthened and nourished through His Word. Quite ironically, for weeks, I had found myself going right and left, busy about many things, and although I had had the physical energy to press on, spiritually, I was depleted. I had found myself playing catch-up even with my Bible reading time, and I was very irritated that there was not enough time in a day, enough hours in a day to accomplish everything that I had to do, including spending time with God. Every day, I could feel that I was becoming drier and more thirsty, just like those plants without water. Once I started reflecting on that, I was blown away that God had actually used such a timely imagery to get my attention, to draw me back to Him. It was a call for realignment with priorities that cannot be dismissed. It was like God's gentle voice was telling me, Colette, you are dehydrated. You are like those plants. Colette, come to me. Rest and drink. Rest and drink from my living water. Rest and drink from my word. Rest and drink in my presence. I had been so busy serving the Lord at the cost of my time with the Lord. The story in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verses 38 through verse 42, is a great example a great reminder for us to reflect on. This is the story of Martha and Mary, and here's what it says. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Mighty warriors, God is more interested in our relationship with Him than with us being too busy for Him. God so loves it when we are like Mary at His feet, listening and fellowshipping with Him, then away busy in His name and yet disconnected from Him. This is a daily learning process. We have to learn to slow down. It can be very easy to slip back into 
this busy pattern. So we actually have to be intentional in taking some time off to rest at the Lord's feet, to get our living water, that quality time with Him. That living water represents time in the Word of God, a time of refreshment, a time in which we can get more than three liters per day. God wants to give us much more of Him. How about you? Are you drinking enough living water? Are you spending enough time with God in His presence, in His Word? I do not know what is happening in your life, but I want to encourage you to evaluate your spiritual life to see if you are drinking enough. How is your relationship with God right now? Do you hear Him speak? Can you hear Him calling you? Do you spend time with him or are you thirsty day by day or dehydrated? Let me remind us of three passages of scriptures that will encourage us to constantly be rooted in the presence of God, in his word, so we can receive that living water which will nourish us spiritually. First, I'd like to read Psalm chapter 63 verses 1 and 2. O oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Then there is Psalm chapter 1 verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step of the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree, planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Finally, there is Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 7 and 8. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its root by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. These passages are very encouraging to remind us of how important it is to remain rooted in the Word of God and abide in His presence. Dear Heavenly Father, who do we have in heaven but You? Without you, we are dry and thirst for more and more of you. Fill our cup to overflowing so we will never be wilted like those plants who had been left without sufficient water. Today, we not only learned how important water is to a plant, but how much more 
We need you and your word to live and thrive spiritually. My prayer today is that we would be diligent in protecting our relationship and that in every way we would intentionally spend that time with you to learn and grow as there are no shortcuts. For us to grow and mature spiritually, we need to remain grounded in you, in your word. We need to be connected to the vine, for Christ is the true vine. We are the branches, and you, Father, are the gardener. And it is through the power of the Holy Spirit that we bear much fruit. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can we bear fruit unless we remain in Christ. So I pray that we, as your disciples, would continually abide in Christ. This I ask and pray in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Mighty Warriors, I hope you were encouraged by this episode. There were a few things that happened that were a little silly and maybe ridiculous in your eyes. They were in mine. But you know what? Sometime, oftentimes, every time, I learn from my mistakes and um, I laugh at them. And as I reflect back, I'm glad for some of the lessons that come out of them. So I hope that it has touched you in some way or maybe even made you laugh. And so feel free to let me know. You know how to reach me. You can go to my website, colettecrea.com. And then in the contact section, send me a little message. And so take good care. I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye.